Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols and Doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line after the Nationals improved to 75-53 and 53 with an 8-5 win over the Rockies, which sounds a lot closer than it was. Uh, Rockies rallied late there to get it within three, where that was as close as they got. Gio Gonzalez on the mound tonight. Dave earned his 100th career win. Stupid win. Three innings pitch versus the Rockies in Coors Field before rain ended his outing last time. Uh, since July 20th, ranked second in the NL among lefties in opponents, OBP 277, third in opponents average 224, third in opponents slugging percentage 381, gave up back-to-back one-out singles in the second in a sack fly that tied it up at one, back-to-back two-out doubles, fourth two-to-two at that point as he kept on giving back the lead. Out after six innings, 85 pitches. Looked like Dusty Baker figured they'd go for a couple runs there uh, when the Nationals were up in the fifth, so they didn't go back to Geo after that in the sixth, I should say. Uh, pretty brief outing. He gets the win. Nothing spectacular from Geo, but he got the job done today. Yeah, Mazeltov on his 100th career win. Um, certainly some worries about Geo early when, uh, you know, the first time the Nats took the lead, the first two times the Nats took the lead, he gave it right back, but finally settled down, had a couple of shutdown innings, um, managed to uh, get through five, and then uh, and then Dusty turns to the pen for the rest of it. But, um, you know, Gio is a real important part for the Nats coming down the stretch, and, um, and especially once they get into the playoffs and looking more and more likely that uh, the Nats are going to face the left-handed hitting heavy Dodgers in the first round. Uh, hashtag no such thing as Jenks. Um, they're going to need him for at least Jenks, a start, if not two. <laughs> at least to start in that first round of the playoffs. So um, getting him right, getting him comfortable, getting him confident is an important thing. And um, I, I think even um, even though Dusty pulled Gio for, uh, for, for offensive sake tonight, uh, I think getting him out after six and getting him out with the lead probably uh, is a good thing for his psyche too. So uh, he gets the milestone win, the Nats get the win overall. Uh, it's a good night at Nats Park for, for Gio and the Nats. Doug, how did he get his 100? <laughs> I believe it's called a hash brown. Doug, uh, Gio Gonzalez just has an ability to frustrate uh, pretty much unmatched with Nationals fans, uh, just giving those leads back each time. He only gives up four hits, two earned runs, one walk, but manages to make it a frustrating six innings on the mound. Uh, Bruce, a 9-9, and as we mentioned, gets his 100th win, but does it in somewhat frustrating fashion. Well, of course, it wouldn't be Geo uh, in any year except 2012. He didn't aggravate us to some extent, no matter how successful the outing. But before we get into that, let me just state for the record, pitcher wins are dumb. All right, we can get back to Geo now. Uh, he, this is about as, as well as we can hope from a, from a Geo outing. Okay, it's frustrating that he gave the lead back, but come on, Nat. Uh, you, you're only putting up two runs in four innings against a guy with an ERA of almost 14, 
you, you got him down into single digits. I hope you're happy with yourselves. Lays wads. Put up some runs, why don't you? Um, that, that, that was a perfectly serviceable outing. Two runs over six innings. Uh, he, he limited the walks. Didn't didn't go crazy with uh, with with throwing a lot of pitches. Um, you know, I'll, I'll take it from that. Uh, Dio has turned into uh, w- when he's on his game a reasonably solid third or fourth starter. He's he's a, a reasonable mid rotation guy. That's something that's that's valuable to any major league team, including this one. Keep it up. To be fair to Jeff Hoffman, Dave, he did acquire that 14-plus ERA in his one previous start before today. was his MLB debut. He got knocked around a little bit by the Chicago Cubs, who've knocked around just about everyone this year. Uh, He's a Blue Jays first-round pick in 2014, uh, acquired in the deal that sent Troy Tulewitzki to Toronto, made his MLB debut last time out, uh, was 6-9, 4.02 ERA, 4.13 FIP, 9.4 Ks for 9. Three and a half, uh, three thirds, three nine walks per nine, and 118 and two thirds at AAA before he got called up. Uh, he, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have written my notes. He left a hanging ass curve up, uh, 0-2 curve up to Jason Worth at Worth putting the left field seats for a solo home run. Uh, I can't read my notes anymore after that. They're just oh, what a mess. Uh, Turner scored in the third to make it two to one. Daniel Murphy hit a three-two slider out later in the game. Uh, Four to two at that point, they knocked him around a little bit towards the end there. But a decent start by uh, Hoffman in the second major league start. Uh, six innings, six hits, four runs, three earned, four walks, three Ks, two home runs allowed. Murphy and Worth, as I mentioned, hit them both out. Uh, he had some good stuff. He's got that good pitcher's body, as uh, every scout in the world would tell you. I think he's about six five. Big kid out there has a nice fastball, mid nineties fastball four-pitch selection out there. He's just getting started on his career, but two starts in, uh, some good things got out of him. Rockies actually like some of what they saw out there. Yeah, and before I talk about Hoffman at all, I just want to uh, infuriate Doghouse a little bit more by saying, because Gio gave up two earned runs in six innings, he also qualified for a quality start, which I know is even more <laughs> worthless than a pitching win, so I just wanted to piss Doghouse off a little bit. Quality starts more effective um, than a pitcher win. Context people, more or less. So, so yeah. So Jeff Hoffman. I mean, he is a, he's a quality uh, uh, starting pitching prospect. You mentioned his size, his his physicality. He's got a big, heavy fastball. Um, you know, he's got two different breaking balls that are both uh, at least major league average. Uh, if you're part of the package um, that, that, that is sending Troy Tulowitzki, your 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 franchise's home run leader, you know, career home run leader away. Uh, he better be the goddamn good, and, and he is. He's a really good prospect. Um, I think his stuff plays even better in the National League as it does the American League. It's just a shame that he's going to have to play half of his games in that monstrosity that's course field. And he'll never <laughs> develop because because he's got to play in a, in a, in a stupid ballpark at, at a mile above sea level. I, so um, I feel bad for the guy. He won't be a quality major league pitcher until he leaves Colorado again. But if anybody, these are the type of the guys that in Colorado has to accumulate, guys with big, heavy fastballs that, um, that induce ground balls and strike people out, because it's the only chance they have of succeeding in Coors Field. Um, we, we saw tonight, um, you know, he's leaving pitches up over the plate. And he's making a second major league start. That's going to happen. Jason Warren showing off old man strength again. Uh, Daniel Murphy, the pitch that, that he gave Murphy was just center cut, and, and Murphy knew exactly what to do with it, as he's done all season long. So, um, 
you know, left a couple balls up, Nets took advantage of it, and then they beat up the bullpen, which is how, you know, how you, you beat teams like the Rockies, second division teams like the Rockies, if you hang long enough, get into their pen, and then clobber them, which is what they did. Okay, Trey Turner and his Dusty Baker says are rock solid buttocks out there again, causing trouble on the base paths. Uh, singles in the third, uh, takes second, steals the base. Uh, error on the play allows him to take third base on there. Ends up scoring on Daniel Murphy's ground out to make it two to one at that point. Gets on in the seventh inning again. As I scroll down, another leadoff single. Uh, steals second base again. Advances on another throwing error by the catcher Nick Hundley. Scores on a double by Jason Worth. 5-2 at that point. Daniel Murphy walks and Bryce Harper triples the drive in. Two more runs there, but both of those instances, Trey Turner getting on, immediately stealing a base, and errors on both of them, just causing all kinds of trouble. He also caused an error on a grounder just uh, short earlier in the game. His speed just forced the guy to rush a throw that he sailed over first base and just continues to make an impact on this team. Uh, we talk about it just about every night at this point, but another two for five night, two runs scored, and what ends up an 8-5 win, and just wreaking havoc on the base pads and causing teams to make mistakes. Every time I see Turner reach base like that, I can just I can hear the monologue in my head of FP going on and on about causing <laughs> havoc on the base pass and forcing errors and all all the stuff that, that you just said, except with you kids at home and you know you coaches remember this. Uh, I mean, it it is all true. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. The, uh, we joke about the cliche of game-changing speed, but this is a kid who is fast enough that his speed changes the way the game plays. Uh, like when, when when he takes the extra base going uh, going to third on the uh, the, the, the the air on the the, the steal there, uh, center field is charging in hard. He's on the ball. I'm sitting there thinking. Why are you getting up and going? The center fielder already has the, oh, he's at third. That's, that, that's a play most people would not attempt, and if they, they'd probably get thrown out maybe by a good margin. He was so far ahead of that play, there was no, not even an attempt at the throw. It was, oh, he's already got third. You know, I'll, I'll throw into the pitcher. Um, it, it, it's, it is fun to watch, and uh, – I, I just hope he stays healthy and we get to watch him run around the bases causing havoc for a long time. And I'll just mute when FP starts to talk about it. <laughs> Dave, the top of the offense again coming through, though. Multi-hit games from Turner, Worth. Uh, Murphy goes one for three, but two RBIs, two runs scored, and a walk on the night. Harper, two for four, two RBIs, a run scored. Rendon, one for one, but two walks in the game. Uh, bottom of the order, a little less successful on the afternoon. Zimmerman, one for four. Espinosa, Lobaton, uh, one for three and zero for over three, respectively. But at top of the order, uh, Dusty Baker has to like those four at the top, and I don't think we're going to see much change from that going forward. I understand that Anthony Rendon walked more in college than he struck out. Is it, can somebody verify that for me? It is, it is statistically uh, true. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we talked about this uh, – Early in the season, we've talked about it occasionally during during the season. But um, you know, from from one to five or six in, in this order, um, you know, when when everybody's healthy, and really, I think all it has to do with is health. Um, the Nats' batting order is, is as good as anybody's, especially now that they have a, a competent leadoff hitter at the top. And it's just a damn shame that for the first three and a half months of the season, um, they didn't have it. 
is they left one of their 25 best players in the minor leagues simply because of money. Um, and now hey, we're seeing serious, the Buck? difference. Now we're seeing the difference with with a, a quality, not even a quality, but but dare I say it, an all-star level offensive production um, out of the leadoff spot. It just makes the offense run that's much, not much smoother. And we've seen it the last three years when Denard Span was healthy and and producing. This offense went. You know, when he was not healthy or was not producing, it struggled. Same thing at the beginning of this year. Uh, you know, they trotted Ben Revere out there for so long and, and, you know, with his, you know, 220 on base percentage or whatever the heck it was, the offense struggled. Obviously, it's going to struggle if there aren't guys on the bases before your home run hitters. Now that we've got, now that we see a player like, like, like Trey Turner who is having um, the success that we all knew he was going to have, um, enjoying it, this offense runs a lot better. It runs a lot smoother, and, and and it makes it – if you got a guy on base, it makes it more difficult to pitch to these big hitters, and we're seeing it. We're seeing it more consistently over the last, you know, six weeks since Turner's been on the roster. Jose Lobaton behind the plate for the second day in a row. Uh, Dusty Baker talked earlier this week, Doghouse, about how he didn't think Wilson Ramos was necessarily slowing. He did say he'd get him a break when he could, though, and he, as he has all season, uh, Gio Gonzalez on the mound probably made sense to get him two days off here, uh, go with Lobaton, but are you surprised at all? Two days in a row, Wilson Ramos didn't start a game. It's a rarity this season. Panic. Panic. <laughs> I was I was kind of shocked. And, and doc, Dr. Dave, do you have a diagnosis on, diagnosis on that? Have you read the MRI? Panic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was a little surprised to see Lobi again. Um, uh, and, and, and related to that, let me just pile on to Dog's or uh, Dave's point here that uh, you know, competent leadoff hitter, five runs a season. Again, it's, it's it's nice that he's in the leadoff spot and it makes for some great narrative. But really, the whole difference is if you have more guys in the lineup who get on base and fewer guys in the lineup who make a lot of outs, you're going to win no matter where they're batting. And that's that's what's happening now, which is good. So, oh, speaking of Lobatone, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'd kind of rather see Ramos in there because you know he gets on base and doesn't make as many outs, and you know it's for more extra bases. Things the the, the saber geeks and me all kind of like. He had his day off for this month. Get him back in there, Dusty. <laughs> they- Dave, just to go outside of the game, which the Nationals won 8-5, 75-53 and on the year. Two more with the Rockies to come before the game. However, they added another name to the so-called ring of honor around the facade uh, below the second deck, above the first deck, however you want to phrase it. It's the same place, I suppose. Uh, Hondo added up there. Uh, a nice day for the Nationals. Uh, they kind of changed the rules of the ring of honor. He's not a Hall of Famer, but they – kind of overlooked that rule, I guess, or changed it so they could add Frank Howard into there. They bring him back uh, 80 years old at this point. He comes back to the nation's capital. I'm sure the fans were happy to see him, those who remember him from the Senators' days, and a nice bit of history for some of the younger players. Uh, there was a baseball team in this uh, in D.C. before 2005, though a lot of kids probably don't know that. <laughs> Uh, some more history, though. A uh, nice day for him to come out to the park. Uh, it's a nice day for me to go back and look at those pictures from RFK of the white seats in the outfield where he used to hit home runs to just ridiculous lengths. But uh, overall, just nice to have him out to the park and honor him and, you know, pay attention or acknowledge his part in D.C. baseball history. 
Yeah, it it really is, and and I could spend an entire fifteen minute or thirty minute show talking about Frank Howard and what he meant to um, Washington baseball, the, the the expansion senators as they were known. Um, he was really the only thing that DC fans had to hang their hats on. The entire ten seasons that they played in DC, they were as bad as the Nationals were the first five years of their existence here in DC. Um, there was very little to cheer about, and Frank Howard. The perennial home run leader, um, you know, gave them some source of pride um, as their team stunk so much. And um, he's, he is as fine an ambassador for the game of baseball as anyone. And it's sort of a shame that, that A, it took as long for the Nets to recognize him as they did. Um, B, that they, hadn't, they haven't been able to figure out a way to utilize him as, a, as that ambassador. The Nets had no history when the Expos moved to D.C., um, Frank Howard could have been that that you know that former player that that guy that was out in the public because nobody loves to talk about baseball more than Frank Howard, and I just think that 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 there was somewhat of an opportunity there squandered that he could have been that ambassador for legions of new fans um, to understand that yes that there was his, there was baseball history in Washington before the Nationals got here. That's all water under the bridge now. He's 80 years old. Um, this was a very nice day uh, for a guy that meant so much to, to Washington baseball to be out in front of the crowd again, to be honored, to have his name put up there, as he said, between you know Frank Robinson and, and Jackie Robinson. That just had to be a, a thrill for a guy um, who was a home run hitter. Uh, he, was, he, he, was, he was baseball's ambassador to D.C. while he was here, and that just had to be a tremendous thrill for him and his family today. Yeah, a nice day in National Park, a nice night as they get another win. Two more at the Rockies coming uh, 1 o'clock tomorrow. I hadn't noticed that until now. A.J. Cole against De La Rosa on the mound there. Uh, Cole gets another start after a decent outing last time out against the Orioles. We'll see what he can do in his second start. Two more at the Rockies to come. Matt's nightly sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Talk to both of you guys tomorrow afternoon at some point. Go Nats. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.